0: I know a place where we can go To lay the troubles down, eating your soul This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs Now, your host, Eric Cartier Senior pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church Like a tide, it is rising up
1: Welcome to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for joining me. Hope that you're doing well, that your commute uh, is going well. Just a reminder that the show turns into a podcast. All you have to do on any platform that you find your podcast is search Crosswalk Colorado Springs. I have my good friend with me and co-pastor Dan Johnson. So Dan, thanks for coming in. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Things going well?
2: Yeah, things are going really well. Uh, God's doing exciting new things and the good season.
1: Awesome. Well, Dan Johnson is our missions pastor as well as our young adults pastor. So Dan, what was your journey in becoming a pastor?
2: Yeah, it was a uh, interesting journey. Yeah, I was, I was raised in um, Michigan and Minnesota in a Lutheran kind of a Lutheran sect that believed they were the only ones going to heaven. I went through catechism and um in that process, I asked the, the pastor, you know, why don't we um, reach out to people if we have salvation? Why don't we do something with that? Tell people about yeah. our faith. And he said, it, uh, his reply was, if God wanted them, he'd draw them to us. And I knew that wasn't the God of the Bible you know, back then. so looking back to ninth grade, like I really wanted people to hear about Jesus and um, God really got a hold of my life when I was 24, and when He did that, it was pretty amazing—a uh, real dramatic change uh, where Christ really became my Lord. And immediately He put on my heart to do outreach. Okay, so I started a little Bible study in my apartment building, and uh, that w- that was pretty cool. But when, I, every day I drive by this prison in Golden, Colorado, and while I'm driving by, I would I would see man there's those people just really need to hear about Jesus and uh they need you know in their heart what God did in my heart and they need that freedom and so right away God really stirred my heart to get involved in prison ministry that's awesome yeah. so
1: did you start serving in prisons and going into prisons yeah
2: so i did eventually <laughs> it took me a while really to to do it uh someone came to a, the church I ended up going to after receiving Christ, it was uh, Evangelical Free Church in Minnesota. Uh, a guest came and said, hey, we need volunteers in prison. Would somebody be interested in signing up? So I did. uh went through the training, and in the training, I met my wife, Beth. And uh, That's a pretty
1: cool place to meet your wife. Yeah,
2: super cool. Yeah, pretty awesome. Going to
1: do prison ministry, and you meet your wife.
2: Yep. Yeah. I know. And, um, yeah. And so we, to this day, you know, we just talk about doing ministry together and we get to with young adults and we get to with missions and, um, yeah, we're raising three kids and, um, it's pretty crazy to think empty nesters in just a few years probably. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's going quick. Yeah. (laughs) Well, as a missions pastor, what are some ways that people can get involved locally if they want to serve, you know, what are some ministries or open doors that you would recommend?
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I think my first recommendation would would be to, to ask, and it usually is at church, I ask people, okay, well, how has God gifted you? Uh, search that gifting. Um, has God given your heart a burden for uh, any community or any group? Um, and go and follow that. But um, there's plenty of opportunities. You can work with the youth, um, those who are in juvenile detention, it's an open door to go and work with the juvenile detentions, um, to bring gifts to them, to have pizza with them, to get involved with their lives. That commitment's a decent commitment. That's a couple of years. Uh, prison ministry, of course, is still there. That commitment, um, that door, it, it's a mystery. But due to COVID, a lot of uh, a lot of chaplains resigned. Okay. And um so we need chaplains if somebody uh has a heart to be a chaplain. Um that, that's something I think we lost nine chaplains locally. So well wow. there's a huge mission field there. Um but what you want to do is go through the training, um get tied into a, a specific prison uh ministry and in doing that they're going to ask different commitments. So uh, when we went into prison fellowship, it was a three-year commitment. Okay. And um, today for uh, some of the prison ministries, um, starting over on the inside is one of them. They're going to ask for a longer commitment as well. Um, and the idea is that you walk with someone in prison, and then when they're released, you, you follow with them in life. Um, dropping recidivism considerably by doing that. If they have someone to walk life with outside of, if they have a home church outside of uh, prison. So those are those are some, but practic, uh, practical hands-on ministry, um, ministries that really meet needs locally are like Mercy's Gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mercy's Gate is a fantastic one. If you've got a background in biblical counseling, uh, you're gonna be needed at Mercy's Gate. If you're a teacher, you'll be needed there they have a food shelf. They have um, a lot of programs to uh, help people. So Mercy's Gate, their goal is really to prevent homelessness um, rather uh, than focus on raising someone out of homelessness. Yeah. And so it's a huge ministry, as you know.
1: It's right by RMC, Rocky Mountain Calvary, and yeah, they have right rental across assistance. The street. And if you love people and want to be around people that need God's care and compassion or lost. Mercy's Gate's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And they're there. And, and to prevent homelessness, you know, is about the 10th the price of restoring someone from yeah, homelessness. True. And so that's a big one. They really just need loving, loving people, caring people uh, serving there. Uh, we have Crossfire Ministries across from the church as well. Yeah, uh, Crossfire is doing an awesome job uh, meeting needs. Uh, they're expanding, they're trying to expand their services. They've got the new location. It's an amazing thing, what God has done uh, for Crossfire. And so we're excited to have them close to the church. There, we, we're hoping to develop teams that can cover Saturdays. So we're looking to different churches, saying, Church, can you develop a, a team that will do one Saturday a quarter, even or one Saturday a month, so we can offer our neighbors uh, services on Saturdays. And that would be huge. That, that'd that be a game changer for our neighborhood.
1: So Crossfire, they are a food pantry and they do other things as well. But I, what I love about Crossfire is it's set up like a small grocery store. Yeah. So families can come in and they can shop and and get what they want for recipes. Um, it's really a great, great ministry.
2: Yeah, they, they really work hard to um, affirm dignity in yeah. everyone's life. Anyone who's walking in, you're met with prayer right away. It's all done in Jesus' name. It's really um, a cool, cool ministry. Cool to see the impact they're having.
1: We have a family friend that is volunteering at Life Network, and it's amazing the kind of gospel opportunities that you have there. The Pregnancy Resource Center. If someone wants to volunteer uh, their their time, yeah. And someone comes in, you know, a woman comes in, you may be considering uh, an abortion listen with to them, offer them an ultrasound. And I know that the intake for being a volunteer there, there's a high level of training, but once you're in, a lot of amazing gospel kingdom opportunities.
2: Yeah, they're seeing it every year. They're, they're seeing lives uh, saved, and then those lives um, who are saved, they're, they're seeing those families saved as well. It's life, you know, such a game changer. Life changing. Yeah, yeah it's amazing.
1: Yeah, our, our friend actually enjoys it so much. They're moving to Oklahoma, but she's going to try to come back monthly oh, and wow. serve one Saturday just because cool. she's getting so much out of it. But there, there's a lot of great gospel-centered kingdom organizations, Mercy's Gate, Crossfire, Life yeah. Network, yeah. more than we know of. If listeners are like, man, I want to live out the Great Commission. I want opportunities to to love the lost. Some some great ministries to partner with. Yeah, locally. there's
2: there's tons. This city is really blessed with opportunities to serve and in Christ's name, everywhere you go. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. You're listening to Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much
1: uh, for joining me. Hope you're doing well uh, today. I have Dan Johnson with me in studio. He's our missions pastor and Young Adults Pastor at uh, Rocky Mountain Calvary. It's a real privilege to host Crosswalk for Southern Colorado. And so thanks so much for listening. Stay with me. We're going to head to a break, and we'll be right back.
0: Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7, The Word.
1: Welcome back to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for joining me Thank you for listening on your phone, in your home, in your car. Hope you're not stuck in too much uh, traffic. Really enjoying my conversation today with Dan Johnson. He's the missions pastor at Rocky Mountain Calvary as well as young adults. And we're talking about God's heart for the lost, reaching out uh, with the love of Jesus Christ. You know, in your opinion, Dan, uh, what do you think COVID, what effect did COVID have on Missionaries and short term missions. So, maybe let's start with missionaries. I know your job is to care for missionaries that RMC has sent out. And what were you hearing uh, from them during that season?
2: Yeah, it was a pretty unique season, as we all know. Uh, it was an interesting time to uh, reach out to our missionaries in the field where, in Uganda and in Peru and in Mexico. And uh, we, we have a lot of that we reached out to throughout the Middle East. A ton of missionaries came home, and Hmm. um, it was good in so many ways. uh, Kind of, you know, how God gives you a forced furlough sometimes. Yeah, some forced rest. Yeah, and and I think missionaries, a lot of them tend to uh, overwork, not get the rest. So in that sense, that was called for and good, um, and a lot of it was past due. And then in another good sense, it caused these parachurch organizations like uh, the Navigators or compassion a lot of them to stop and look at effectiveness like okay we've all we've had these missions out there for a long yeah. time we're drawing them in let's look at effectiveness and it was pretty cool because that led to a lot of restructure just new vision and new excitement and then for for me it was uh COVID was difficult I I really thrive on mission trips and yeah uh, seeing people come alive on mission trips watching God work it's just been awesome and then you take that away. Um, God did a good work in showing me don't take for granted an, an open window, an open door. Yeah. Um, and so as, a, as missions organizations, many of them, although there were a, a lot of hardships through COVID, a lot of missionaries came off the field and will never go back, a lot of church plants closed and may never reopen. A lot of this uh, happened that you could look back and say that's, that was very unfortunate Um, but today so many who are still in missions are more stoked for missions than ever before, you know, to get to have an opportunity, like to not take for granted an open door. Yeah. And Paul always talked in those open doors. Right. It's pretty cool. So it's an exciting time now uh, on the other side.
1: It was quite an education for us uh, as a leadership team because we're just so used to planning things. It's like, whether it was local or international, you know, and very rarely would doors close. Every once in a while, mm-hmm. but man, we were sure giving you a hard time for two years because yeah. everything you planned got canceled, yeah, in, canceled. The, <laughs> in the area of uh, missions. So it really has caused us to be thankful and grateful mm-hmm. for a, an open door and renewed uh, vigor and excitement yeah. uh, for short-term uh, missions. I know recently you've been able to lead a couple short-term trips. You know, what were those like, you know, compared yeah. to a couple years ago?
2: Yeah, this this last trip I I led to Mexico, it was a team of 12 of us, uh younger to older, and um it was at the timing of it, it was going to be uh, a lot of work. It was going to be tiring. And going yeah. into it, I had to confess, I was like, "Ooh, I'm tired going into this." And when we were there to see the impact that the the missions had done, now part of the the refreshment from what ended up happening came from the fact that we do long term commitments. So we have been we went to Mexico these th- past thirteen years. It was paused for two full years, and now we're going back. And um, we were received with more love and appreciation than we've ever been received. Uh, we ministered to the Tatamara Indians in a colonia called Soledad, outside of Chihuahua. Mm-hmm. Wonderful ministry, but for the first time in 13 years, they showed us such appreciation and love. They learned English words to greet us and say, mm. and say they're praying for us. Um, and I, I think that was a reflection of how we, how that short-term mission was missed over those couple of years. And
1: So it was really twofold. Us going, we're probably more excited. yeah. You know, couldn't wait to go. It wasn't just an event on the calendar, and then those receiving in the field were really hungry to yeah have us and and welcome us.
2: Yeah, it, it was so it was wonderful. So it was really neat, and the spirit really met the team. Uh, what's fun about short-term missions, Eric? You you know, is that you're in the Word together every morning. You're breaking bread together. You're worshiping and you're praying together. It's acts, you know? Yeah. And um, that early church experience, we get to experience that, see God move. And we came back physically tired, of course. Yeah. It's busy, but spiritually renewed, just refreshed, excited. It was really good. Um, uh, We're going in June, young adults, we're going to go to the Middle East Hmm. and we'll keep the location uh, quiet, but um, yeah, it's, we're, we're excited, amped up and just ready for Okay, Lord, we know you're not going to waste this time. Yeah. So we're ready. We're 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 praying big things for the June trip, too.
1: I think in in missions, but in the kingdom of God as a whole, through COVID, God really shuffled the deck. He really mm-hmm. moved things around, and even though a lot of times from our perspective, it seems like maybe things were limited, But I think the exact opposite happened, where there was a lot of kingdom expansion in the midst Mm -hmm. of that opposition, a lot of people that came to know Christ. And I love what you said about how it caused to re-examine priorities, you know, and Mm -hmm. maybe some things that weren't bearing fruit. uh, It made it easier to go ahead and stop doing doing those things, and then fresh things came out. And I know that happened even at RMC here, it's not international, but you know, there was probably some things that we should have stopped doing a long time ago, but you get used to doing them. And then when everything got put on pause for, for COVID, it's kind of really made you stop and think and pray like, God, do you want us to do this? Yeah. And it, it was a great, and I think still is a great time for change because there's this flexibility now Mm -hmm. amongst the people of God that I think we always should have had. Um, so I think it's true in missions too. Things have really changed and the hardship missionaries went through, through COVID. You know, I know some of our friends that serve no. in Uganda, the quarantine that they had in Gulu, Uganda was just brutal, you yeah. know, and we thought we had it bad here and they were literally just for months stuck, stuck in their house. Yeah. It was a tough time.
2: It was really tough. And when we called them, um, They had, we asked them to pray. Do you guys want to come home? You know, so many are, and they just, you know, unanimously, all of them said, no, this is why we're here. We want to stay here. Um, But also we're uh, open to being pressed into and examined and asked again. And, you know, at one point we called a couple missionaries, okay, it's time to come home. Yeah. You know, and uh, had to do that. But yeah, they, uh, it's unforgettable very difficult times uh, for all of the missionaries
1: for those listening that know some missionaries from their church, you know, how would you encourage them to better support missionaries that that they know missionaries that their church supports?
2: Yeah, I, well, I, I, I never get tired of landing on the ground and looking at our missionaries for that first time. And then they see a familiar face and that smile. Yeah. Um my first thing, my first counsel would be go visit them. Go visit, yeah. In the field. That's awesome. Um as much as you are able, uh do that. Go visit Paul sent uh in Colossians Paul sent Tychicus and Onesimus and uh chapter 4 to uh comfort this is a short-term mission to comfort hearts um and to um walk in their shoes, to understand and know their circumstances. And so It's the best thing you can do if you can show up in the mission field, walk in their shoes, know their circumstances, comfort their hearts. And not everyone can do that by any means. Yeah. Um, But that's a great way to do things. Um, Reaching out, more than just um, an email or a text, those things are kind of lame, to be honest. There's cool technology now. You can send a little message and reach out and... um, you record a little personal message that they can watch your face and reach out and encourage them.
1: Well, Dan, I love that thought. We're going to come back to that, so stay with us and we're going to head to a break.
0: This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Come down, come down. Welcome back
1: to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Thank you so much uh, for joining me, for listening. Hope that you're doing well and know that the Lord's with you and that he loves you. Today I'm having a conversation with Dan Johnson, our missions pastor and young adults pastor at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Before the break, we were just talking about how to better support our, our missionaries. And Dan, you were sharing the value of a text, the value of an email, a phone call, you know, how far does that go in the life of a missionary?
2: Yeah, it goes a long, long way. It, the encouragement um, that we can send. you know, Knowing that you're prayed for in the mission field is so important, and we appreciate it here. Um, knowing you're, you're prayed for in your situation or circumstance that you're in, we all have experienced. That's awesome. Um, so sending messages saying, this is how I prayed for you today. Um, specifics. You know, in that they receive. This is how the Lord stirred me for you today. You know, it's a big deal to them. And um, personal with video is uh, it's nice. It's good for them to see your face, yeah, your expression. So easy to do now. So easy to do. You can walk around your house and catch them up on your day. Um, They want to hear how home is, and your church home. They want to hear how your personal home is, and um, just enjoy, uh, your story, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. and in talking to missionaries over the years, it's surprising how much they don't hear from us back here. Stateside. You'd probably think, oh, they get emails, they get texts, but they really don't, you know, it, it's really few and far between that. They get that email or they even like reading their newsletter and responding back to it. Like, Hey, thanks so much for sending this. So exciting to hear this and this praying for you. They don't even get that very, very often.
2: Yeah, no, and they don't. And um, when my, so my wife and I at one point were navigators and we did send those newsletters out. We really appreciated when someone could follow up with a response like that. Um, Okay, keep in touch with me on this prayer request or I've prayed for that. Um, It's so nice that people read them. And, um, oftentimes we would discover, oh, people, that sometimes people just aren't reading what we're right. sending them. And it becomes pretty clear. Yeah. It becomes clear and that's okay. We still want to send them and, um, just know we're being heard was, was a big important thing for us. It's lonely in the mission field. It's lonely yeah. and, um, they're part of the body. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah let's tackle this question. Uh, Why would you go on a missions trip? You know, there's, there's so much need in Colorado Springs, you Mm -hmm. know, and there's plenty of ministry to do here. And we'll talk about that more in a second, but why in the world would you go on a short term uh, missions trip?
2: Yeah, I think the, uh, the short answer of that is really joining God in what he's doing. Yeah. Um, What we can all experience joining God in what he's doing here locally um, we can all experience it uh, internationally if we go. and yeah. um, to just witness God do his work, to witness God um, take you because you 've set apart let's say it's ten, a 10 day mission trip, you set apart ten days of your life to serve the Lord and you discover there is a God who is excited to use you. yeah, you know you discover there's a God who doesn't pass up. If if you present yourself to him, he doesn't pass that up. He will use you. And that's addicting. That's yeah. exciting when you're a Christian to see God do those amazing moves and powerful things. Um, we've had such incredible stories coming from the mission field. A lot of people, I want to warn the listeners, where you go on your first mission is where your heart usually stays. And, <laughs> um, and so my heart is still in prison. I still love that prison ministry. Um, But I take people places and they they keep going back, whether it's Mexico, uh, Uganda, Peru, the Middle East or wherever, that's where their heart goes. And I think that's a huge reason to go on mission is your heart, giving your heart to something. Um, And God wants our hearts. And one of the reasons we raise support as missionaries is we are looking for hearts to get behind our mission. Yeah. And so, yeah, short term missions do that. And short term missions encourage the the people on the field. They give you a new perspective of the world, re- remind you how, um, you know, you really did win the lottery being born yeah. in America. You know, all of those things, um, challenge entitlement that you might be living in, uh, some of those things. <laughs> it's an opportunity for God to prune.
1: Yeah. I think of Matthew chapter 28 where Jesus says, therefore, go and make disciples of all mm-hmm. nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it is possible to have a heart for the nations without going mm-hmm. to another country. But I know for me, it's sure helped uh, to take that opportunity to go to another country and really witness God's love that he has for those nations. And it, it is definitely a two-way street where God will use you, in their lives, but also God will use them in your life and yeah. you'll be changed and, and blessed. And so go with your local church to on a short term missions trip. Yeah. Maybe you've been hearing about short term trips through your church, you know, for years and years, but you've never went. I can almost guarantee it'll be the best week or two of your life. You know, you'll yeah. you'll love it and it'll be transformational. So awesome. Well let's uh tackle some more topics here. Let's go back to Local and what's going on in our city, and tie it in with the Great Commission to go and make uh, disciples. You know, why should we share our faith uh, with others? I think myself and, and many find it difficult to share the gospel, to share our faith. But why is it so important here in Colorado Springs to be sharing our faith?
2: Yeah, it's the the. Short answer again, I guess, is because God is amazing. You know, yeah, that's right. We share our faith because God is jealous for His name. He wants people to know His name. He wants people to know Him. Um, and if we don't, the gospel stops. You know, we're all here because people continue to share. You know, hmm, people were faithful to, and so it's on us. This is our generation. We're the ones here today, and we we've got to let the world know. I I challenge the young adults recently is that there is a day where God is going to put an end to um, the evil in the world, right? And bring judgment. And on that day, I don't want anyone to be able to find me and say, if you knew this was coming, why didn't you tell me? You know, I I just don't want that. And challenge the young adults, look forward to, um, you know, at least being used by God to let everyone know that uh, the good news, you can yeah. be saved. And so that, it has to happen. We have to open our mouths. Um, the, uh, there's a, I got a quote, actually. This is an interesting one. Can I read it? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a Spurgeon quote. It's that, and he's, he's sharing a story. It says, an army chaplain once said to the Duke of Wellington, do you think that it is of any use our taking the gospel to the hill tribes in India? Will they ever receive it? The duke replied, what are your marching orders? That was the only answer he gave. Stern disciplinarian as that great soldier was, he only wanted marching orders and he obeyed. And he meant that every soldier of the cross must, must obey the marching orders of Christ, his great commander. And I love that quote for the simplicity of just obeying the marching orders. But it doesn't really throw you... Um, the full truth about the joy and the gladness and the happiness—that's right—of following those marching orders. Yeah, uh, the uh, you, you're the light of Christ. Um, over time, in obeying and following those orders and sharing God with people, you know, your heart comes behind it. You yeah. you witness God's power. He gives you words when you need it, um, because he did it. But here's what really blows my mind about that quote is that the chaplain uh, who's sharing the story, he, he says, do you think that it is of any use taking the gospel to the hill tribes? And I don't know anyone who serves the Lord who even asked that question for very long. Right? They're like, God is using everything I do. He's, yeah. he's not wasting time. It's always of use. And I think that's an exciting thing that the gospel, um, you know, its you're never wasting your breath.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's a great point, Dan. Loving this conversation. You're listening to 100.7 uh, The Word. We're going to head to a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us.
0: Where I talk a talk that I don't walk, and miss the moments right before my eyes Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7. The Word. Good God Almighty.
1: Welcome back to Crosswalk. Hope that you're doing well. Thanks so much uh, for listening. Maybe you're home uh, for the day or stuck in traffic. Thanks for tuning in. Also, remember that the show turns into a podcast. Anywhere that you find your podcast, you can search Crosswalk Colorado Springs and you'll find us. So get the word out about that podcast and continue listening. Remember, this show is focused in on Southern Colorado, Colorado Springs. I've got Dan Johnson with me. We're talking about missions. He is our missions pastor at Rocky Mountain Calvary and reaching out uh, with uh, the gospel. We finished up last segment with the importance of sharing our faith, that God's amazing, that he wants to see people come to know him. He doesn't want any to perish. But I think a lot of us get stuck on the how. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to share my faith. I know that I I need to share my faith, but but how do I share my faith? Do you have some practical tools that could help us in sharing our faith,
2: yeah, um, I think the first you know is to make sure you're abiding, abiding in Christ, abiding in the Lord, and you're you have that capacity to hear him when He says to, you know, to share. We like to try and focus on a you know a quick testimony, whether it's a thirty second testimony, a three minute or a ten minute type of testimony, right, having your testimony ready in your mind and prepared in your mind. Is the first step to uh, when God gives you an encounter where you can share you know um, being bold is uh, required more and more these days yeah. <laughs> to yeah. to share Christ, but remember that uh, so often when God opens the door to share that he 's already been doing a work um, so have some have some confidence that God is with you and that uh, he 's doing a work already getting vol getting um spiritual conversation stirring at work mm-hmm. is a great way to do it. Cause people do ask you, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Well, I'm a part of this outreach at church or whatever. Yeah. Or
1: even I yeah. went to church on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I went to
2: church or yeah. And it, it, we heard this teaching and you're, and you're sharing and talking about that. I think, you know, God really, he shines through us and in our workplace, you are shining. If you're a child of God, um, trust that God, people are seeing you, that God will give you opportunities and look for those opportunities, um, and pray for those opportunities to arrive. Um, you know, this world is becoming more and more, Hey, let's not go near one another, you know? Right. Um, and so instead of paying for gas at the pump, you can go into the store yeah. and pay for gas. And if you do it every Monday, you'll get to know that same person who's working, right? right? And smile and invite him to church. Right. Um,
1: or even Going to the grocery store to buy groceries yeah. like, puts you around people yeah. and gives you the opportunity to, to share. Yeah. Be- getting to know your neighbors. You know, we live in this garage door society where mm-hmm. we get home from work, close the garage door. We don't know our neighbors. Nobody's outside. Yeah. Being in relationship with people is that bridge to share the love of God.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we can go old school. Go back to the softball league. Go back to the bowling league, you know, yeah. and just be the light of, of Join Christ. Join a
1: bowling league for the sake of Christ. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And um, But being strategic, prayerful, missional, missional, and accountable, you'll be effective um, yeah. in this just everyday life. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think of what Jesus said, that the harvest is plentiful, but the yeah. laborers are few. Yeah, Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he'll raise up laborers and such an amazing time for the gospel, you know, yeah. it's so dark, it's so confusing, our community, uh, so many issues happening in, in Colorado Springs throughout the world, and Paul said in Romans one i I'm not ashamed of the gospel, because it's the power of God mm-hmm. that brings salvation to everyone who believes, and for us as believers, we have the answer, and it's Jesus Christ yeah. and Him crucified, and being able to to share even... In simplicity, John 3.16, you know, it's common to a lot of believers, but to an unbeliever, they maybe have never heard it before, and it, it's so powerful. And I, I always think that maybe God could use somebody else, and I'm not qualified yeah. and equipped. And But really, God uses the weak and the foolish. He uses the available. He wants to use all of us to take his name to those that don't know Christ.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and we see so many situations where people do come to faith in Scripture and so often God reveals he's already been working in them. Um, and it, thank God it's not our qualification. Yeah, you know, right. He's the author of salvation. And so he just wants to use us and, and rejoice in being used by him.
1: That's great. Yeah. Well, we've got a few minutes left here, uh, Dan, and, and I would love to hear just you know, one of your favorite stories from the mission field that yeah. you, know, you really kind of hold top shelf as a yeah. highlight in your life as you've been out mm-hmm. on the mission field.
2: That's cool. I appreciate that. Um, my uh, my wife and I lived in Sierra Leone, uh, West Africa, for um, over a year, just over a year. And in that time frame, I, I had the joy of going to various churches and teaching. And I was always welcome to, or I could just start teaching on the corner and I would have an audience. And Pretty awesome. Super exciting time. Well, you know, a lot of... Um, people prepare for such things, but I just went and no, I, did, I, I really felt the call of the Lord. We went as a family and I didn't understand the spiritual war. I thought I knew spiritual warfare and, and then living there is a whole new level. Um, you know, here in America, we struggle with the problem of hell and, and they don't in West Africa. <laughs> they, uh, they know of the enemy. Uh, many worship the enemy um de- demonic strongholds dark yeah very dark well i i have this ring that was given to me uh, by my family 35th birthday uh, so years ago now and i just wore it you know around and i uh had the joy of getting to know a muslim man named Alaji, and Alaji was my bodyguard and driver and Alaji was our family manager we called him and Elijah was Muslim, and one day out of the blue, he's wearing this big cross necklace, the cheap one you buy at Target or whatever for a dollar, um, and huge plastic, blue plastic necklace. And I was like, Elijah, what are you, what are you doing with that necklace? You're Muslim, you know. And he said, Sir the the chiefs the chief said that when you come around, your ring burns with fire and the demons flee. Hmm. And I was like, Oh, Elijah, that's amazing, you know. Um, and what I, uh, I couldn't believe is that I got to experience that, you know, that that was God's protection. I didn't see it. I didn't know it was there. Um, all I had to do was obey and just serve the Lord and he was protecting me in a really powerful way. And he's a magnificent God who, who still does that. So I will say moving out there took a lot of uh, courage and, um, sacrifice, but the experience we got from that to see a powerful God um, through it was uh, super redeeming, super powerful.
1: So a great reminder is that God is greater and more powerful than darkness. Yep. And we see that illustrated with light, you know, yep. that light trumps darkness. And mm-hmm. I think we're a lot of times we're nervous to mention the name of Christ and what's someone going to think and opposition, but... The love of Christ is far uh, greater uh, than the darkness, and we just need to turn on the light. We need need to share Jesus to share Mm -hmm. that he loves people, that he died for them, and he he rose again. Some of you that are listening may not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Here we are talking about missions and and outreach, but you're like, how do I be saved? You know, Mm -hmm. John 3.16, I mentioned it a, a moment ago, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him... Should not perish but have everlasting life. You can put your name in there for Mm -hmm. God uh, so loved you. And as you believe, as you turn from sin and believe that Jesus died for you and rose again, you'd be saved. And you can turn right now and cry out to Jesus and ask him to be the Lord of your life. And then also. For us as believers that do know the gospel, we've got the awesome opportunity to share Jesus. What a time to be uh, sharing Jesus. Well, Dan, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was great having you. Yeah,
2: it's a privilege.
1: Hope you have a a great evening and great afternoon, and thank you so much for uh, listening to Crosswalk. I really appreciate it on 100.7 The Word. Just a reminder that this does turn into a podcast. And so if you go to Crosswalk Colorado Springs, you'll find it anywhere that you listen uh, to your podcasts. And also, if you're looking for a home church, we'd like to invite you to Rocky Mountain Calvary. We have services Wednesday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. You can check us out at rmcalvary.org. Till next time, hope that you have a great evening. Thanks so much. Good night.
0: And treasures that fade Are never enough Then you came along.